Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, we're going to recap the first practice of Philadelphia Eagles training camp in 2023. All that and more on this Wednesday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Lockdown Eagles, your first listen each and every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Eagles podcast. As always, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Louis DiBiase, joined as always by Gino Camilleri. Today's an exciting edition of the show. We are officially kicking off the 2023 season. Today was the first day the players were out on the practice field at the Novacare Complex. So, of course, we have our takeaways from practice, some comments from head coach Nick Sirianni, as well as general manager Howie Roseman, talking a little bit of Super Bowl hangover, their approach to make sure that doesn't affect them in 2023, all that and more. Uh, and today's show is sponsored by eBay Motors. For parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. Do you know, yesterday on the show, we were talking about some potential standouts from practice this year. It doesn't have to be a star from last year, like Devontae Smith or A.J. Brown. It could be a second team or a third team or a rookie, someone competing for a starting battle. And two guys that we mentioned, a lot of them we said were going to be in the trenches, right, on the offensive and defensive line. We talked about Jalen Carter. It looked like instantly right away the Eagles' ninth overall pick that had no business falling that far was popping at practice. It looked like he had a sack against the first team. I, You know, a sack, take it with a grain of salt. But Jason Kelsey said in his press conference, he didn't really want to point out any winners from today and then went on to talk about Jalen Carter. So it sounds like Carter was as advertised. I wish I could have saw it. I cannot wait to see this kid in the preseason. I'll say this, with it being the first day of camp, one yeah. rule of thumb. Don't overreact to a single right. highlight of a single 10-second video of a single right. day of practice. It's hard not to, though, man, especially camp. when it's a rookie. No, this isn't, a ju- this isn't for one. you. No, no, no. This is yeah. just more for the whole Twitterverse and how you approach this. What I like to do is at the end of the day, I follow all the beat reporters. They yes. usually put together a spread of what happened during the practice and compile those notes, and you can kind of get a good idea of what players – caught certain guys eyes and Jalen yeah. Carter was one of those guys Lou and it sounded it's like from everybody yeah it's exciting when the rookies are the talk of the town right and Nolan Smith with his personality I'm sure he's going to light it up soon and those second year guys the Jordan Davises the Nicobe Deans they're going to be lighting it up time and time and practice again and it's good to see the vets and the young guys out there playing well, Lou, and some surprises that you see. Tyree Jackson, this guy continues to make plays every single training camp. It it looked like he did pretty well today. And Jalen Hurts looking like Jalen Hurts. DeAndre Swift looking explosive. Rashad Penny looking explosive. The Swift part was interesting, Gino. Yeah, it sounded like Nick Sirianni was playing every running back in the first team, but uh, Tim McManus of ESPN, multiple other beat reporters noted that DeAndre Swift was moving across the formation. He was in a running back. They called him a lot in motion, pre-snap, sometimes in the slot. I think they have a fun plan for DeAndre Swift. He's going to be really interesting to see what his role is. And the things you could take away from especially the first day is who gets those first team reps at certain position. I think like Cam Jurgens starting like Cam Jurgens. Yeah. Like the rotation at running back. 
I think it will be a good inside look of how things might play out over the summer. Sure. With Cam yeah. Jurgens getting those first team reps, maybe in the first preseason game, you might see Tyler Steen getting reps there tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But I think how they put it out there at the first day is that first look of, okay, this is what our outlook of the role. Yeah, this is what we think it's going to be. Of course, it can change. You make a great mm-hmm. point. Of course, you don't want to overreact to a first practice, but do you know that, that that is right? It's out of the gate. This is what we want it to be, or at least are projecting it to be. And I think Jurgens at right guard is telling there. Absolutely. And DeAndre Swift getting him involved yeah, in the right. screen element of the game. And yep. you saw Rashad Penny taking goal line touches. So those little hints of what they might do with mm-hmm. these players gives you an inside look to find their roles. So don't just find those clips of guys making great plays. Yeah, go and watch them and enjoy them. But do yeah. the research. Read what these beat reporters are seeing. Those are our only inside look to camp. And you really have to sure. take away anything that you can. And the easiest takeaway is personnel what guys are out there in groupings you look at the safety grouping right away it was Reed Blankenship and Terrell Edmonds then it was Kavon Wallace and Justin Evans and then Sidney Brown was on the third team so that's another thing you can't overreact to Sidney Brown being with the third team the rookies are going to go out there and line up with the third team in the first practice don't overreact to that as well there's going to be a lot of moving and shaking but today is a good How good is this team on paper? What is our outlook on paper? Mm. It should look like this, but everything is going to change in the 15-odd practices that they have moving forward. No, you're right. Not everything does apply in the logic we were talking about with Cam Juergens and right guard. Mm. That's something real you should take stock of. But as you mentioned with like rookies, somebody like Sidney Brown, they clearly have plans for him to be I think eventually this year, just as much of a role player as Terrell Edmonds, as mm-hmm. Reed Blankenship, but he is a rookie. So yeah, of course, he's going to start below the four veterans that have been here before. So or at least starting or playing with other teams. So Definitely. yeah, again, I think you just have to use context with all these practices and there's certain takeaways to have and there's certain ones that you stay away from. The Jalen Carter one, though, again, you know, that was exciting. Did sound like Nolan Smith, some beat reporters noticed the speed off the edge is legitimate and you know, Gino, it's funny. I, I look at, you know, the Eagles have had some great rookies over the years, but with Carter specifically, maybe even more over Smith, this is the first time in a, maybe Devontae Smith is the only other one I can think of in recent years in the last decade where the Eagles got like a clear cut blue chip consensus elite prospect at the top of a draft. And, you know, Devontae, I think me and you agreed was that guy. Um, and a lot of players eventually became that. But it wasn't expected. Like Jalen Carter legitimately was, and we said it all offseason, was a top five talent. And I think Mm -hmm. you're going to hear that all summer. It's like, how did, I hope, how did this kid fall to number nine? Well, this is the reality of what we were talking about nearly two years ago when we moved that pick to get the Saints pick, yeah, right? right? You were saying, what happens if this team is the worst Saints team that they have been in years? And you just they capitalized into this kind on of prospect. that. Yeah, and it's and Carter. And Jalen yeah. Carter. And I think the Devontae Smith take is right. And before that, it yeah. was Lane I don't know, Johnson. Lane? Yeah, yeah, it's probably it has Lane, to be like Lane. 10 years ago. Yeah. Because after that, you're getting a mix of the Nelson Aguilors who were. Right. Guys that you could win with, Derek Barnett's guys you can win with, Andre Dillard, guys you can mm-hmm. win with. You're looking at a Jalen Carter, a Devontae Smith, a Lane Johnson, guys that you can win because of, not just for now, but for a long time. And the Eagles, coming off of a Super Bowl where you lost by three points and put up arguably the best def- offensive outing ever, well, yeah. what did you do? You turned around and got one of the better defensive prospects 
in this class to match him with Jordan Davis, who is going to take on a bigger role, Nicobe Dean. And those guys were talked about in the press conference with Nick Sirianni and Howie Roseman and how important they are going to be yeah. moving forward. And that's just what you have to continue to do, Lou. And that's what Howie Roseman has really done well at not overthinking himself. And when he had a chance to go and get a blue chip prospect, he wasn't like, Oh, I'm going to let this board fall and, and take it another guy that risk. you shouldn't. Yeah. And all of a sudden the Eagles get a top three talent yeah. at the ninth pick overall, because several other teams did that. Yeah. Right? The Seattle Seahawks for sure did that. If the Eagles are okay, taking them, I'm sure you should mm-hmm. be okay taking him. I agree. All right, Gino, let's get into some Nick Sirianni takeaways from his press conferences over the last few days. Coming up next right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast, he mentioned things about the Super Bowl hangover especially, that he seems very self-aware of making sure the Eagles don't fall to the you know fate of other teams mm-hmm. in the past that did lose in the big game. So we'll get into that and more coming up next right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. And guys, today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp online therapy. Sometimes in life we're faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around careers, relationships, all of the above, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. I've been using BetterHelp now for a few months. It has totally changed the way that I go about life. I do it in the convenience of my home, right after a podcast, right after work. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Again, like I said, it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I do my sessions at like 10 o'clock at night. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if it's not the right fit, you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit better, uh, excuse me, visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn to get 10% off your first month of online therapy. All right, Eagles fans, we're continuing on this Wednesday edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Shout out to our everydayers. We're recapping day one of Philadelphia Eagles training camp. Talked about some practice notes. Jalen Carter standing out today sounded like as well. DeAndre Swift it was wearing many hats. Jordan Davis getting first team reps with Fletcher Cox. Cam Jurgens starting at right guard. I don't know, Gino, if there was anything else of note. Um, looks sounded like Christian Ellis actually picked up where he left off in the spring. Had a nice interception. Marcus Mariota did not look good. But again, mm-hmm. take all of this with a grain of salt. It's just the first day of practice. What I'm normally more interested in to start these practices is what Sirianni, the general manager, Howie Roseman, what everybody has mm-hmm. to say in these press conferences. Jalen Hurts, too, especially. We haven't heard these guys talk. The last time we heard them talk was after losing in the most heartbreaking fashion ever in a Super Bowl, when you think about it. And so it's cool to see, like, over the months, you know, what they've thought about. And I think with Sirianni and Jalen and Kelsey and a lot of these guys, it sounds like they really are going to use that loss as fuel. They are very self-aware of the history of losing in a Super Bowl. They know that a lot of teams have not been able to bounce back. And it sounds like they're using that. You know, Sirianni said that he showed the video once of them walking out into the tunnel with the Chiefs confetti falling down. And he said he was encouraged to see the heartbreak in the faces of a lot of these players rather than like satisfaction Mm -hmm. of just making it there. And I think when you look at the makeup of this team on both sides of the ball, we've said it before, the veterans and the young players, they have all they all have a pretty good track record of overcoming adversity. So any sort of hangover, they they, they seem very aware. And I, I, I just trust this team to not be like 
you know, the Atlanta Falcons after 2016, where they were just a shell of themselves after that for years. Well, the Eagles put out their very first unscripted of the season today, which goes oh, back that was to, tough to watch that after <laughs> the Super Bowl and watch those guys just talk about how special that team was. But the very first thing they put in that video was Nick Sirianni talking about how they could just sit on that loss and just sulk in sadness, right. which the Eagles in 2017 did the opposite. They kind of just sat there in victory. And they sat in this idea that they could be okay just being who they were in 2017. And that feeling from that year, Lou, till now, is a complete 180 turn. I feel like this team, if anything, they got better from the hangover. Like, they went through their hangover and they're like, okay, now I have to go to the gym. I got to sweat this out for months. I got to get in the best shape of my life. Even if I thought that was the best season I could put together, we realized how close it was and how much better we still had to push. And they also literally got better, Gino. Like, the players. quite literally have to get better. Yes. And And they added, you know, young champions from college now, and they improved. That's the thing with Howie. He didn't try to, quote, unquote, run it back as much this time as he did in 2018. So, I think a lot of those other teams that didn't succeed after a Super Bowl loss, sure, some of it, like Atlanta, emotionally, they just never recovered. They felt stuck. Like, it felt like Matt Ryan never left that field because he was like, that was my... Sometimes I think players can get caught up in that was our moment. We'll never Mm. get closer than that. And they never recover. But I think a lot of those teams also just didn't get better. They didn't keep improving the roster, whereas Howie Roseman, I think this offseason, did a great job of making this team look just as good, if not better, with less baggage than in the past. The one thing you could take away, and this is probably going to give me some crap from Buffalo fans, but when they lost four straight Super They're Bowls, not lose, the show. You're good. no, I know. But when they lost four straight Super Bowls and you could watch the four falls of Buffalo, that's the exact feeling you get, what you just said, that it was like, they'll never get closer than that. Like if they didn't win the first one, they just kept getting farther and farther away because they tried to run it back with that same group. Well, that's what they I wonder. Never what improved, the... never yeah, got better. Right. It was the same exact core. You that's tried what I think to... about the 2021 Bills, Gino. I'm that it's like, Could are they be? ever going to leave yeah. that field in Arrowhead? Whereas I think Very a Jalen Hurts, yeah, a Devontae Smith, Jason Kelsey, Fletcher Cox, they've gone through so much stuff that I can't imagine. It just feels like the football souls of some of these teams just never leave. Like mm-hmm. Seattle, for instance, is a great instance. 2014, the minute Russell Wilson threw that pick to Malcolm. Butler. It just felt like that's where it was over for them. Yeah, and I don't top of the mountain. Yes, exactly. I don't. I don't feel that energy from this team, and we'll have to see when you know it actually comes time to play. Mm-hmm. But it seems like they are turning the page. And you would have to believe that the same conversation that we're having, Jason Kelsey, is bright enough to have sit down and talk oh, with his brother and the guys around yeah. him. And were we ever going to get back there? Do they have that same feeling that was that the pinnacle? They got to believe that what they have is special. Mm. And a lot of it has to come down to the guy that led them all the way there and that is going to take a lot of the blame and still does in Jalen Hurts. Because if that guy, number one on the roster, is working harder than he did last year in a season where he should have won the MVP, if he wins that game, he probably wins Super Bowl MVP. Oh, yeah. He was right there. And he has been in that spot so many times, going back to how you originally started this, how often this team has overcame adversity. It's the young guys. It's the veteran. It's a mix of all of these guys mm-hmm. who have overcame their own individual battles to get to the precipice of one of the best teams ever and come up 200 feet short of somebody in Everest, right? 
They yeah. want to get back to the top of that mountain. And I don't think Lane comes back. I mean, I don't think Fletcher comes back. I don't think BG comes back. I don't think Jason comes back. If that's the sentiment that last year was the best that they are going to get. And they could have walked into the sunset in 2017 and said, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the best. But these guys believe in themselves and they believe the guys next to them. And that's the one thing I took away from the unscripted was what Lane Johnson said, like, don't play out of fear. Like they can't be fearful going into this year that they might not get back there. You just have to play for the guy to the left and right of you. Yeah. You just want to play to be the best person you can. This team's be. very good and at just simplifying things. Jalen, and he yeah. keeps it simple. Bingo. No, that's a good point. I think this team is very good, and they've been doing it since 2021 when they were two and five. Their head coach started mm-hmm. this with the flower comment. They're very good at just you know when they need to. When there's a big moment like a Super Bowl loss, you have to overcome her. When things are spiraling and you are two and five, and it seems like nothing's going well, this team's very good at taking a step back and putting things mm-hmm. in perspective, and you know just not letting things pile up and get too big because I think in such a major business like the NFL with so much pressure, things can stockpile. So many factors can come Mm -hmm. in like a Super Bowl loss and, you know, this and this, and the team doesn't look exactly the same that can affect teams. But I I think, you know, we've talked about on the show before, we trust this team to, to not really let that get to them. So, you know, it is interesting. I think you look at the Georgia aspect of this, like N'Kobe Dean, Jordan Davis, Nolan Smith, Jalen Carter, guys that, you know, two were on the team last year, but didn't really play a big role and two that were just drafted. I think it almost like helps neutralize it too, that you're bringing in champions to that. What they know right now is only trophies. So mm-hmm. that's another part of this too. Like the guys, you, the main pieces you came, you brought in this year, they're coming off back to back championships. And I, th- I think that helps the team too. It's almost like going back to like the dream team days, right? Not of yeah. the Eagles, but of the legitimate NBA dream team where those guys brought in the collection of the best athletes ever. Right. And every day they were getting better because they were going against the best person across from them. That's what the Georgia mentality was. I'm going against the best five-star recruit in my area every single week. And I want to be better than him. I'm going against Alabama. I got to be better than them who right now they're at the top of the mountain. And I love the interaction between Howie and Nolan Smith on the phone when he drafted him. And Howie said, I'm a Florida Gator. It hurts to pick all these Georgia Bulldogs. And Nolan Smith says, but you want to win, though. That's right, all they right. know. That's that's the only mentality they know is to come in and attack the day and win yeah. every single day. And yeah, I they don't have Nick these Sirianni, ghosts of heartbreaking losses. Nick Sirianni is the perfect guy to set you up for that because he keeps you so humble. Like you might mock some of the quotes that he says and the analogies that he uses at times, but the thing is he keeps you humble. He makes you connect with these guys. So at the end of the day, you realize, yeah, it's a business. Yeah, it's football. But at the end of the day, I just want to see the guy to the right and left of me as happy as I am. And how do we do that? when We go win the whole damn thing. No, for sure. Gino, I don't know if I wanted to get your take and it's only been one day of training camp and I think I know the answer for you, but is it, you know, with that Super Bowl loss, because this team was so good last year, and maybe you can we can think back to when we did the show first together in the 2018 offseason coming off a Super Bowl win, do these smaller things, like, you know, it's not obviously a huge thing, but when you, again, when you're that good, when you make a Super Bowl, when you have certain expectations this year because the roster is just as good, if not better, mm-hmm. do you tend to, like, not maybe not overlook, but you get less excited for training camp, the preseason, the regular season, because we, they were so close in that moment. 
it almost feels like you just are like waiting to get back there to, to try again. Like, how do you, how do you look at that? Cause I will say for me, at least a little emotionally, because I think I'm so confident this team's going to be good again. And I, I don't know, for me, it's almost like just get me to January or February and try to read. That's how much I trust this team. It's like, I think they're going to be back in that stage and the anticipation of going through this whole process again is a little tough. And I think that's part of what some players that were part of these great teams that didn't go all the way they suffer from is it's a lengthy process to get there and you, but you have to go through that to get back or you're going to fail. And that's what this team has to overcome. And I think the exact opposite of you to where I'm all about going through the motions of getting there because Yeah. yeah, last year was great. But if you look at 2017 and it's very full circle because the first time I ever visited Colorado was the day that, the Eagles were taking on the Browns in that first preseason game in 2018. And you're like, okay, Nick Foles is in there. He's going to lead the way. Let's see how this first team does. And they didn't do anything for they half. Stunk. It was on ESPN. It was nationally oh, televised. All off season. Yeah. And that kind of set the tone moving forward. So now I'm like, if they don't look good in practice, they're probably not going to look good in a preseason game, which means they probably have personnel issues that are underlying or coaching issues or hmm. all of them. This is where you set the tone and not just oh, yeah. now it's going back to OTAs. It's coming off of that loss. Like what was the first reaction after that loss for guys like Jalen hurts and Nick? Yeah, I'm sure it's stung, but they said, yeah, we have to go. That is a good point. They're exactly just like, get me back on did. the field. Yeah. Just yeah. let, let me turn it. Yeah, no, that's a like, good point. Let's attack every it. workout. Let's attack yeah. every OTA. Let's attack every yeah. closed walkthrough practice. That's what you have to believe yeah. because the way you're thinking Lou is what got them into trouble in 2018 where it's like, sure. Let's just get back there. Like we're just handed this. You didn't earn it. You didn't get it. And even in 2018, you didn't earn it because you earned it in 17 and things don't carry over unless you're the New England Patriots where you deserve to have that mentality where it's like, yeah, we've been here six times, 12 times, whatever it is. Mm. That's our season for the Philadelphia Eagles. A team hasn't won the the division back-to-back years in nearly 20 years, Lou. So you haven't earned anything up until that point, and that's what you have to walk into camp every day. And the message that Nick Sirianni and the Leadership Council and Jalen Hurts, all of them are sending, is that we have to get better than we were last year because that wasn't good enough, as good as it was. Sure. Interesting stuff, Gino. We'll continue to recap training camp and other practice tomorrow. We'll have a show after for everybody. Also a podcast on Friday. We're back daily, Monday through Friday, right here on Lockdown Eagles, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Until then, though, we're going to sign off for Gino Camilleri. I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. Shout out to our everydayers, Monday through Friday. We'll be back tomorrow for a Thursday edition of the podcast. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening. And let's go, birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.